Hello, and welcome to The Storied Human. I'm Lynn Thompson, and today I have a really interesting guest, Ms. Tracy Neal. She's a neurodivergent spoken, spoken word artist. I've never had one before. I'm really excited to talk to her. She's listed on poets and writers residing in Columbia, South Carolina. She's featured in the New York Times Mahogany Hallmark Writing Community, The Elevation Review, 1619 Speaks Anthology in 2023, The Sims Library of Poetry, and many other media publications. In 2023, she was a Pushcart Prize nominee for the Elevation Review, long-listed for the African Diaspora Award with Kingsman Quarterly, the second-place poetry winner of the National Career Development Association, and the second-place poetry winner of the South Carolina Career Development Association. Neil uses her poetry platform to help bring awareness to nonprofits in need worldwide. So welcome, Tracy. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to have you. I'm so glad you reached out. I'm I have to say, I love writers, I love poetry, I love talking about it, and I love that you're a neurodivergent person getting your words out into the world. That's even more special. And just tell me a little bit about how this started. I know we chatted very briefly, but I'd like my listeners to hear how you started doing spoken word poetry, because it's different from, you know, just writing poetry. I started when I was 14. Um, my mother introduced me to it. We went to uh, South Carolina Book Festival at the time. It's no longer in existence, but they had an open mic room. And a lot of the people in there were older than me. They were college um, people, adults. And I was this young teenager in there. And so I was listening to them read and my mom encouraged me to go up there and read a poem because I had actually got my poetry in a folder and, and just took it with me. And so I actually didn't um, read. I performed and she told me I had a gift. That is so cool. It's so great that you discovered it at a young age because and that you were supported because who knows when you would have found that, you know, I love that your mother was involved with that. And you said there was a teacher too. There was a good teacher at school that encouraged you to write poetry. Yes. My seventh grade teacher, um, she wanted the class to write a poetry book. So that exposed me more to the genre. I was a little familiar with poetry already, but um, I got in depth into wanting to write it more with um, my seventh grade teacher. Don't you love teachers? It really just takes one and they can change our lives. Yeah, I love that. You know, when I was in fourth grade, we had to write a novel. And I remember saying, like, how how am I going to do that? But she just said, we'll start with a story and, you know, you can make illustrations. And we all wrote a book in fourth grade. That is awesome. I think maybe we're all more capable of what, you know, than we think we are. And teachers bring that out in you. Mm -hmm. So what kinds of um, nonprofit support work do you do? I'm, I'm really interested at that intersection between your your gift and supporting nonprofits. So I like to look for um, nonprofits that are really trying to give back to help their community. And I'm also big on the youth, young people. Um, that has to do with my neurodivergence, I've learned. <laughs> but um, anything that is like positive, uplifting, trying to help the community, I'm a big supporter of that, especially if they're like just starting out. 
I want to use my name to help, you know, bring awareness to them. So good. Now, how, do, how do you do that? Do you, do you get involved in projects or how do you, how do you help them? I help through either using my poetry to bring more awareness to them or um, just researching how I can help. I, I'm a big personal person, so I like to interact and reach out to um, the leaders to see how I could help and give back. So it's been it's been a very good experience. I've built a lot of relationships and, and been able to help people um, throughout South Carolina and the world because I just, like I said, I'm, I guess I'm that go-to. I'll just reach out and, and see, take a chance to see who I can help. That's so good. I feel like you found your lane. You know, like you really did. You found your path. Yes. So if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Because you're I'm pretty 34. young to be doing 34. this. Okay, so you you look much younger than you are, but bless you, oh, that's yeah. still young for worldwide reach. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't mind me asking, how are you neurodivergent? Like, how can we understand where you are? So I ha- I hope I'm not going to be offensive to anyone, but um, I have to connect it to my spirituality because um, I'm autistic and I have ADHD. So I tell people I am like a big kid. Like I have the mindset of a child with my autism and with my ADHD, I'm hyperactive, high energy, like a child. So naturally I am not able to come up with words, like the poetry on my own. It's, it's truly um, given to me by God. So I just, I tell people, God gives me the words. I share the message, yeah. but um, the, the way that I'm able to perform that, that ties into my neurodivergence. I'm, I'm nonverbal. I'm nonverbal. I can, I can thrive, you know, yeah. with music and, and performing yeah. and, and that this interaction right here, I'm great. But writing things down, I'm like, uh, my brain. <laughs> well, everybody's so got Everybody's got a different gift. I have a stepson who's autistic and he's actually phenomenal when he writes to me. He's incredible. He's so detailed and so um, caring. He can really emote when he writes to me. But in person, it's harder. You know, in, in person, I have to work harder to get to get the feelings out. But it really helps me understand when people share with me what it's like. And there's so many positives to it that I love, right? The high energy and that childlike wonder with the world. The whole thing just makes sense to me. And also, I am very spiritual. I believe that you, you know, you're a channel. You're a channel for a beautiful God energy because you just let it come through you. And I think that's the same thing in church when people, you know, speak out or they sing or, you know, there's just this wonderful connection that some people have. And it sounds like you have that. So I've been, I've been told. I think so. I think so. And I think that the more we understand about neurodivergent people, the more we get that it's really a gift in a way that we just haven't recognized and that we have to embrace people for who they are, not just like, oh, you're not in this box. Something's wrong with you. That's the old way, right? The new way is, oh, you're this way. Cool. You know, you have energy and you have, a. we all do. We have a gift. We all have our gifts. I love that. So what what do you tend to write about? Like, is there a theme that you tend to perform? Or I'm really interested in the types of work that you tend to do. 
So I do a lot of stuff from personal experiences, but I feel like a lot of the poems are a call to action. You know, I want people to feel empowered that they can put themselves into the poem and relate to it somehow and better themselves. Like, I think I can I can get through this like a difficult season, a difficult time. That's what's been so impactful is is the messages, you know, that resonate with people and make them want to be better and do better. Well, that's just a beautiful way to be in the world. That's a beautiful force in the world. We need more of that, you know, to encourage people and support people. So if people want to hear you, can they go online somewhere and hear you or can they read your poems? Is there a place they can go? Yes. Um, my website is like the one-stop shop. Okay. <laughs> so <we put> like <laughs> every, everything, um, what I've done, who I've collaborated with, with the nonprofits, everything. It's, it's all there. Okay. And what's your website? And I'll put it in the show notes too, but I would like you to say it for us so we know where it is. Yes. It's TracyNealSpeakerPoet.com. Okay. And people can reach out to you there or do you, do you like email or is that okay? Or email is fine. Okay. And what's your email? It's um, info at TracyNealSpeakerPoet.com. That's great. So is there anything else that you would like to tell us about? Because I think you have a bunch of things to say that I haven't asked you yet. Perhaps. <laughs> yes. Um, I just want to share my story because I feel like with neurodivergence, you know, there's kind of a certain um, narrative that is displayed. Um, geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> and then those that like are thriving and, and things. But I think when people hear about me and they're like, you're, you have a mindset of a child, you act like a child, but th there's this amazing poetry going on. Like, how's that work? But, um, it just, it just comes from my faith and, um, it's pure. It's, it's a pure, um, -ness that I just love. And, and I, I tell people, you know, find your peace. I, I have my peace and my peace has allowed me to be able to help people and give back and empower those around me. Uh, I think one person can make a difference. You know, we all can make a difference individually, but sometimes we just need that push. We just need that person that will just tell us, yes, you can do this. Yes, you can move forward. And so I want to be that person because I feel like growing up being different, you know, I grew up <laughs> being told you're different, you're different, but I didn't know why I was different. So now I can be that person for someone, you know, that may feel different and, and may like, you know, where do I fit into this world? So That's so lovely. Yeah, you're a great example. I, I really like when people have that urge to give back when they find out something about themselves and they're like, wait a minute. You know, I can inspire others. I don't have to have younger people feeling like I did, like, oh, I'm different, I'm different, but why or how or what do I do now? So that really makes me feel good. So when you got out of high school, did you go to a, a college? Did you did you go through a four-year college? I did. And it, it's so funny. I have a bachelor's and a master's. I have a bachelor's um, from University of South Carolina in Columbia and a master's at University of Phoenix online. 
and I don't remember any of it. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> after, after elementary school, I don't remember any of regular it. Regular so- education, right? It's hard when you're when you're not like typical, right? Neurotypical. I think it's hard. That's why I asked. And what did you oh, major in for bachelor's degree? My bachelor's degree, I majored in English and Perfect. Um, That's and all master's, I yes. <laughs> master's degree was um educational studies. But, oh, perfect, though. No, I'm sure some of it got through. You just don't remember, yes. like, the experience. But that's so the cool. The experience because, is not the learning part. <laughs> right. You know what's funny is when you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, she's doing for others what her teacher did for her. So you have, like, that teacher vibe for me, you know? Like, you really have that urge to, like, teach and support. It makes sense that you continued into in educational studies. It all makes sense, you know? It really does. So is there anything wanted, that you... I actually wanted to be a teacher. Like, yeah, it that's shows. What I thought I was going to be. <laughs> I've always loved teaching. Like I, I'm a technical writer, but I'm also a creative writer. And on the side, I've always tutored English. I really, I'm, I'm I don't want a class. I'm not that kind of teacher. I'm more like a tutor, and I really get a lot of, um, you know, satisfaction out of it. Like helping, I see it as a very supportive activity. I like to help people speak English or write English, or it's mostly English, you know, I, and there's a lot of people I work with now whose language, it's not, English is not their first language. And so they need, you know, they're really smart. Their English is good, but writing is a little harder for them. And I really enjoy working with them to just tweak what, you know, not change or rewrite what they're saying, but to help them bring it out, bring the message out and tweak it. And it really is fun. I love to teach and to tutor. I really like that feeling. So I, I think I get what you do, like what you, what you like to do. Um, And also I wanted to ask, do you get to perform like regularly out in public spaces? Do you still do that? I still do that. Um, I did it more last year, but it's just, it's the start of this year. Yeah. But um, I really want to be able to utilize that to um, help young people to do that. Yeah. So I'm trying to um, collaborate. Um, won't tell all the details, but trying to collaborate for a festival to expose the youth, but also like I would be a slam coach to help them with their poetry. So I, 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 that's what I like to do because I believe in the next generation. I want them yes. to thrive more than me. I'm just, you know, making that pathway for them. Yeah. Easier to just come on through. So. And there's the teacher girl again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love that. No, I love that so much. I can see you running workshops. I can see you being involved in a festival. It all makes sense to me. And it all feels so positive and uplifting. It's really great to talk to you about it. Um, is there any way that we could um, act? Do you have like videos on your website? Like we can actually see oh, you yes. doing? Yes. Oh, good, good, good. Because I'm dying to do that now that I've talked to you. And I'm yes. sure that my listeners are dying to do it too. And I was on TV locally and I performed. So Oh, wonderful. And do you ever get nervous? Like, do you get like stage fright or get scared before you do it? No. I, I, now, when I was younger, I did, but not so much now. You, you get used to it. That, that's that repetition. Say, that's the repetition. You, like, once you do so, it, yeah, right, more, right. It's, it's just second nature. That's so good. So now it's really part of you and you don't have to worry about getting nervous. Yes. <clears throat> Is there anything else that you would like people to know about? Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. I don't have anything to drink either. Darn. 
Anything you'd like us to know, like anything that we haven't talked about? Just, just to remember that it doesn't matter where you start, you know, just get started. Because I think sometimes people think that you have to have a certain, um, go a certain pathway like other people. Yes. And that's not always the case. That was not the case with me. I came out um, being a pre-K aide. So before I started my poetry business, I was a pre-K aide. I was a teacher assistant. And I, I didn't have an MFA, a master's in fine arts. I didn't have, you know, what, I guess the credentials to just embark on this. But I just took a leap of faith. And, yeah. you know, even with the rejection that you might get in the beginning, you keep going because um, I, I was on one podcast and I loved um, what this um, lady quoted. You're not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> so you have to find where you fit. And so that was me. I just had to find where I fit. And I'll, I tell people my, I guess the shift of my mindset was when I got in the New York Times because I had experienced so much rejection before then. And so to get in the New York Times was like, wow, I can use my voice to help empower people. And that's what I did when I submitted you know, to the publication. And it was my third time submitting. I got rejected two times by them. But the third time, my mindset was different. I was like, let me share my experience because I feel like my vulnerability can help somebody. So I was willing to be more vulnerable and utilize that to give voice, you know, to empower people. And so that was the shift that I'm like, let me use my voice to help uplift people because we all can do better and be better, but we need each other. That's the thing <laughs> that yeah, people we don't do. realize we need each other. We you know, do. So. We're, not, we're not separate. I love that story. And I love how you persisted. And, you know, I, I learned how to podcast from a famous podcaster, Kathy Heller. And she used to say, um, I loved how she said this. She said, look, if I'm making sense and you want to take my course, you know, because she had this wonderful free five-day thing, I mean, five days of her life. She said, that's great, you know, but if this isn't, you know, hitting you right or you, you want to find another teacher, that's fine. Find the teacher that works for you. If if this isn't working for you, I'm not your person. And I just thought, what elegance, what confidence, you know, I'm not your person and you'll find your person. And I was sitting there like screaming at the screen, you're my person. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just was like, no, no, you're my person. Because I just really loved how she talked about mindset. Like a lot of the things that you're saying about persistence, about failing, continuing to fail until you make it. And the only thing that really is a failure is not doing it, is stopping doing it. And you didn't do that. You just kept going. I love that. I don't think we were raised that way. We we're kind of raised. I was raised to be like scared and more careful, right? Like yeah, I was raised I was that too. Even, right. Like what they're trying to protect you. Our parents didn't mean to raise us to be scared, but they would say like, oh, well, that wasn't for you. Like if you fail once, right? Oh, well, that wasn't for you. And that's not really how I look at things now. I look at things more like what you're describing. It's like, well, maybe I just don't have the right mindset or I'm not talking to the right people or I haven't like, to me, it sounds like you refined and clarified your your vision. And and you came there open to the times that third time you came open and told your own story. And, you know, there's just nothing as irresistible as authenticity. When somebody just is themselves, you know, 
that's like hard to resist. So I think you did everything right. And it's obvious that you did because look at your, your hit rate and your, <laughs> your, the, the things that you've been able to do. And I love talking to you and I hope you keep in touch with us. And I'm going to tell everybody where to go to, to see you performing and to hear more about what you do. It's been really great talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is awesome. You, your energy's like jumping off the screen for me. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Yes. Thank you.